You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. You gotta ask yourself one question, punk. What the hell is a cigar nerd? Welcome to the Cigar Nerds Podcast. It's the only show where two guys smoke cigars and talk about nerd culture. Do you like movies, games, comics, sci-fi, pop culture, and beer? Do you like science, nerd news, explosions for no apparent reason? Then this is the show for you. It's like being in a nerdy cigar shop, but for your ears. Check us out at CigarNerdPodcast.com. Welcome again to the Monster Sci-Fi Show Podcast. I am your host, The Monster, back to give you a much, much delayed sci-fi news podcast. So, my apologies, and if you can hear me, I'm kind of a little bit stuffy too, so I do uh, apologize for being very nasally at this time. So, we do have, as always, our big three topics, so... I will be talking about the first episode of The New Doctor from Doctor Who. I'll be talking about the curious creation of Christine McConnell, which is on Netflix. And lastly, I'll be talking about the first episode for DC's Titans. So, very happy to talk about all these things. But before I do, there are some quick tidbits that I want to throw in there. Since I just mentioned Titans, uh, from Comic-Con... As they were doing their panel, it was discussed and confirmed that Titans is getting a season two. So before the first episode even got to air for us, who has the DC subscription, it was renewed for a second season. So that's very exciting news. Can't wait for that uh, to continue. The other big news from Comic-Con was that the Aquaman trailer came in for a whopping five-minute trailer. I'm like, this is too much information to give out in a trailer. So literally, there are scenes in there, I'm almost like, you should stop doing this because it's giving away too much information. Not that I'm complaining, but I'm like, please, I, I don't want to see any more. From this point on, there's no more trailers. But... In a post that I think James Wan did on Twitter, he said, don't worry, there's plenty of other things that you have not even begun to worry about. Like, there's, you've got so much content on there, on the movie. This is nothing. So, I'm taking his word for it. So, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um, the Avengers 4 finally got to wrap up. So, yay for that. Curious to see how that will all tie up. Or loose ends. The Immortal Iron Fist on Netflix has been cancelled. So, while I did talk about the first couple episodes of the new season of Iron Fist, and I have yet to talk about the whole season with my cousin, I will say this. 
it's not something that I'm going to be worrying about losing sleep that there's no longer going to be another season of Iron Fist. All I can say is that really Iron Fist, I think, might work better as a guest star this week on other shows. So he can show up on Daredevil or Jessica Jones or Luke Cage, which let's put him for season three. Yeah, bring back Luke Cage and an Iron Fist together. That'll be perfect. Perfect. But again, I, I think they they tried. It went in, into an interesting direction, but I still felt you didn't do enough to kind of win me over, or for that matter, win enough fans to get another season. So sorry that's gone, but again, the character's not dead. It's just it's time to show him or showcase him in a different light, so to speak. Um, the other bit of news is that we have news about, I don't know why, <laughs> Pennyworth. Alfred Pennyworth, who is the butler for Bruce Wayne. Now they're planning to do a prequel to Gotham based on just Alfred. So I'm like, Look, I'm all for telling good stories, for interesting characters. And yes, Alfred is a staple in the DC Universe. And we do know some information about his past. But is this enough to garner a whole series? Really? Especially when we're doing... The young Alfred Pennyworth. So, I I guess it will be okay, but I, I think it's one thing to do a Batman story like Gotham with no Batman. I don't know if you can go one step further to do a story about young Alfred growing up. Alright, so let's move on to the big three. We have the new Doctor, Jodie Whittaker, taking over the role from Peter Capaldi, and is the first female Doctor. So the, the ratings for that show came in about 10.9 million viewers for her debut uh, episode, as opposed to when we look at Christopher Eccleston when he did The Doctor back in two thousand. And five, he only did 10.8, but because of there is a long hiatus, that explains why the numbers are pretty high to begin with. The other doctors, the, the ones who took over, Christopher, uh, not Christopher, David Tennant came in at 8 million. We had uh, Matt Smith come in at 7.7 million, and Capaldi came in about 6.8 million. My take after watching the first episode just now, like most new doctors, it takes me personally, now I don't know about you, but it takes me personally maybe an episode or two to kind of get into the sense of what the doctor is doing, to get their groove, to get their their take on that character, since each actor has enough leeway to kind of play it differently, I'm curious to see where they take it. Now, from what I saw in the first episode, I'm not necessarily wowed 
But um, I felt the exact same way when I saw the first episode of Capaldi. Uh, even with Matt Smith and, and David Tennant. So, to me, I'm not really worried that I don't think this doctor is going to work. For me, I have to give this doctor at least a couple of episodes for me to warm up. Now, I'm very happy the fact that the doctor now is a woman. And to me, it, it was kind of a, like a no-brainer when the master became Missy. And I love her to death. There's such fun that she does with that character that I'm like, I had no problems with her being a woman. But with Jody's take, because she's still in that transition, I haven't had the exact same kind of feeling of fun yet. And again, most new characters that are traveling with the Doctor... You kind of have to establish them as well. So it's kind of a bit of a, a learning curve to kind of mesh everyone's talents and their nuances and just kind of play off each other. So this one, I haven't felt anything towards anyone. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to a, a new show that's on Netflix that I found the trailer the day that it came out, which is last Friday, October 12th, I believe. And when I heard about that, I was just like, what the hell is this all about? So for me, I enjoy watching a lot of cooking and food demonstrations on YouTube. So every once in a while, you know, like one of my favorites that I, I used to watch is Nerdy Nummies. Now... Rosanna Pensino is someone that really kind of elevated geeky food creations to a whole art form that I'm like, that's very impressive. Um, one of the things that made me take notice is that she did one uh, kind of creature food-ish thing called Chilled Monkey Brains, and she did that from... Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. So basically, if you understand that reference, but you don't, <laughs> it's a scene in which they're eating at a party in a palace, and the dessert was going to be chilled monkey brains. So they bring out these severed heads, and they take the skull cap off, and they have monkey brains. So she made an edible version of that. And while she admits that she saw this on someone else's channel, you know, she did this, and I'm quite impressed by this because it's it's a lot more elaborate uh, as far as what most normal people would do. Like, it's, it's beyond just making a simple cookie or a cake design. This is really more elaborate. So I really got to appreciate what she has, and I followed her and bought her cookbook and so forth. Uh, but lately, to me, it just seems that... The stuff that she's doing is not as creative. It is not um, challenging in, in my book that she is doing lately. So with Christine's work, I'm kind of wowed. Like, if I thought Rosanna was fantastic, Christina's stuff is even above her. Now... 
based on her Instagram followers, which is like over 200,000 followers, Rosanna has over 700 so forth. So I was curious as to why they would give Christine McConnell a show on Netflix based on her cooking uh, creation, so to speak. And after watching the first couple of episodes, which also is partnered by Jim Henson because there are some creatures. And basically, it's like a cooking demonstration of food show with Muppets. Or with a little twist of the Munsters meets Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. And it's a lot of fun to watch. And I'm not going to say too much about what happens in each episode. It's just more of, you really should just try watching this and just see how fresh and I would say very original to see something that you haven't seen done this way. Um, I, I just adore the way this show is presented on Netflix. And it's only about six episodes, so I'm kind of like kinda holding off the last two. But I really enjoyed everything about this show from the little interactions that they do with each other, the little jokes that they have for the audience, and then Christine herself, her creations are beyond something that I'm like, was that even possible? And I found a blog in which they kind of uh, compared Christine's work to Rosanna's work on a movie called Alien Covenant. So when the movie came out, Rosanna did her nerdy nummies, which was like the alien eggs. So she had chocolate and green little oozy stuff out of it. But Christine's stuff, oh my God, she created a face hugger. Uh, she did the alien head as a cake. I mean, it's beyond what Rosanna, to me, Rosanna can do. And I'm not saying that Rosanna can't, but when you look at the two, I mean, she made like a chest-bursting pie with the head coming out of the middle of the pie. That's incredible. I'm so wowed by her talent. And I can see why they gave her a show over Rosanna. Rosanna, again, cute, quirky, fun, and enjoyable to watch. But she kind of needs, to me, return to the very essence of what made her interesting in the very beginning was her attention to details and sure it was a lot more labor intensive and time uh, restrictive uh, to do this but the effort that she put into it was amazing so can she ever get back there i have no idea but for right now i'm enjoying the hell out of christine mcconnell so if you get a chance, please just go ahead and watch her on Netflix. It's it's worth your time. It's only about 22 minutes per episode. And again, it's less than about six episodes in total. So you can easily binge this in a good Sunday afternoon if you have nothing else to do. But oh my God, I always recommending this to everyone. So now that you're listening to this, you can stop the podcast. I give you permission, if you like, to go ahead and watch Curious Creation of Christine McConnell on Netflix. Please let me know what you think about that because I'm curious to see your reactions from there. All right. So, finally, 
Titans has arrived. The first episode came out uh, last week, and my biggest worry were going to be about the costumes. There was a, a shot up between uh, Beast Boy, Raven, and Starfire, and they all looked like they just came out of a club, or at least Starfire looked like she came out of a club because of her hair and purple dress. And I'm like, it's not very Starfire-ish from what we remember in the comics, or even Teen Titans Go. So there was backlash, but thankfully, given in the context of the show, we do see that um, initial introduction, basically, she doesn't have much of a memory of who she is or how things came about. So we're kind of along the, the way with her. But there is a moment in the course of the show in which we do kind of see the true essence of Starfire. And I was not disappointed. So I'm very happy for that moment. Raven also was given a couple of moments kind of a terrifying way that like oh you're gonna go down that road with raven okay sure i'll go with it the kind of darker tone and she is a kid after all so this is not going to be like in the comics in which she was the one who brought all the titans together for this important mission but that's okay and i think that's what is fun about the reinterpretation of characters from comics um, I was very resistant to watching uh, Titans Go or Teen Titans Go because that's not the Titans that I grew up with you know the new Teen Titans uh, by George Perez and Wolfman that's what I remember and I love that series but I wanted to see kind of like the exact same thing but just done differently you know, more adult stuff, but action-packed. So there's no way you can do a kid's show in the exact same funny way. But I gave it enough time to kind of be okay with the humor and have them poke fun with, at themselves, and that's fantastic. The Titans go to the movies. Mov uh, movies. <laughs> movie uh, was a perfect example of how you kind of stepped up that humor and made it even more memorable. So if you have not seen Teen Titans Go to the Movies, you can, I think, get it digitally for right now. And DVDs should be coming out soon. But, oh my God, that is just pure fun. And for a DC guy like me, I laughed my ass off too much. But it was so enjoyable. Um, and now going back to um, Robin, who drops the F-bomb <laughs> about Batman, I get his frustration because at one scene, that scene in particular, you know, he's following a bad guy who basically, I guess, had beat up his, his kids. And since he's a detective, he is going outside the law to kind of exact bat. Robin, Vengeance, whatever you want to call it. So he is duking it out. But at one point, you know, they all kind of get startled by Robin's appearance. And then they stop. It's like, where's Batman? They're all looking around. And I can see where Robin is just like, dude, I'm right here. There is no Robin. He's in Detroit. You know, Batman's in Gotham. 
but everyone associated that if you had Robin, Batman's nearby. So I can understand his frustration and him whines and, and him saying, F Batman. It's very in keeping of that moment. So I'm happy with that. I'm happy with to see the, 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 the violence punched up in a fantastic way. And the only short change to this is that Beast Boy, <laughs> I don't know why, that he had to, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's spoilers, but he was a tiger and he's breaking into a store to get a video game and being shot at. So I'm like, of all the things, that's how you're going to present him. Fine, he gets a video game, but he had to change it to a tiger to get it. Alright, we'll just leave it at that. So, everyone else in the course of that first episode had their moment to, to shine and kind of freak us out. I'm curious to see what happens in episode 2, which is going to be tomorrow night. So again, when you listen to this podcast, just remember it's um, delayed. Alright, so again, very happy for DC Titans, because uh, we are going to get a second season. Also stoked about Christine McConnell, and I do want to see the next episode for Doctor Who, and hopefully that second episode will really kick in for me to make, uh, make me happy about her being the new Doctor. Alright, so that's going to be the end of my show, so remember, you can always email me at show at gmail.com, follow me on the various social networks, so, again, thank you for listening to me and to the Monster Sci-Fi Show podcast. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. Good night. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.